Welcome to the 455th episode of the Reading and Writing Podcast. Stay tuned for my interview with Jenny Elder Moak, author of the novel Curse of the Spectre Queen, a Samantha Knox novel. Stay tuned for the interview. Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Jenny Elder Moak, author of the new novel, Curse of the Spectre Queen. Jenny, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Great. If someone hasn't yet heard about your novel, Curse of the Spectre Queen, how would you describe the novel? So Curse of the Spectre Queen is the first book in a new action-adventure series. So think like Indiana Jones, National Treasure, Dan Brown's Da Vinci Code. And it follows an aspiring archaeologist, Samantha Knox, as she hunts down an ancient relic before it falls into the hands of a mysterious cult that is hell-bent on using the relic to bring about the end of the world. Do you remember the original idea or impetus that led you to writing Curse of the Spectre Queen? I have to say, The Mummy is my favorite film. It is a (laughs) perfect film. And seeing that really changed my life when I was younger. I think seeing a young woman, a smart woman, and a driven woman be the center of a storyline was so revolutionary for me. And so I think that's all of my books come at it from that perspective. My first book, Hood, which came out last year, was about the daughter of Robin Hood. So taking to putting young women in these big action adventure stories that we're really used to seeing men be the center of was, I think, a way for me to write books for myself when I was younger. Your heroine, Samantha Knox, loves solving puzzles. What inspired your heroine, Samantha? I think that, first of all, I am not good at puzzle solving. (laughs) (laughs) I did a lot of research on cryptanalysis and code breaking and, and the women who pioneered that genre. And I have a huge respect for them. I could never do it. That's like a level of intelligence I could only aspire to. But I think I really wanted someone who just couldn't, who needed to solve things, who needed to know answers. Because although I am not good at it, I have that same drive of just needing to know things, loving knowledge. And so having her need to know things is really what drives her on in these situations where (laughs) common sense would tell you, stop (laughs) chasing these people. She just can't. She can't let it go. And so I think that was really important to her personality. What kind of research did you do while writing the novel? So my favorite thing about this series is that while there is this fantastical element to it, it's all rooted in real history. So all of the Celtic mythology, the there's half the book takes place in America in the Roaring Twenties, and then half the book takes place in Dublin, Ireland. And so the research that I did for the Roaring Twenties and for Dublin, Ireland, and the medieval uh, architecture that exists there, all of that was real. I did. I tried to include as much real knowledge as I could because I really love stories that these big, high level stories that are also grounded in the real world and in real history. Well, you mentioned that this is the first in a series. Are you writing the second novel now? I am. Yeah, actually, I just turned it into my editor. We went through the last couple of rounds of editing. So I can't share the title yet, but it's just as epic as Curse of the Spectre Queen. So I'm looking forward to getting to share that with readers too. That's great. What was your writing journey that led you to writing your first novel, Hood? 
So I have always loved reading. I've always written little pieces of stories here and there. And I, but the idea of taking on an entire novel was really intimidating. So when I graduated college, I started working for an independent publisher in Austin, Texas. And I really got to see the business side of it. I got to see behind the scenes. I got to see how editorial worked, how cover designs came about. And the more I learned, the more I thought, I want to do this from the writing side. I really want to, I want to take stories and I want to usher them through this whole process. Like I get to see here every day. And so I wrote a manuscript and then finished it and immediately thought, okay, I guess I need to learn how to actually write now. (laughs) (laughs) So I took classes and I went to seminars and I joined writing organizations and it took me eight years from taking that first class to to when I sold my first book, Hood. So a lot of that was just me learning how to write, how to be a writer. And so I think that's taking classes, finding critique partners, all of that is so critical to the process. And what do you think you were learning along the way of those eight years? A lot of it was just learning how to write a book, not just tell a story to myself, but how to make a story that is so fully fleshed out that you could invite another reader in and they would enjoy it the same way that you enjoyed writing it. So a lot of learning how to sit in a scene in your character and let it, let things unfold around you without taking too much time, but really letting the setting and the story open up around you was a huge part of me learning how to be a writer. And so once you went through that process of those eight years of learning how to write basically, or specifically fiction writing and novel writing, what was the path to publication once you had written the manuscript of Hood? In a really truncated way. I, because it, like I said, it took place over like eight years, but I wrote a lot of manuscripts that will never make it. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Out of my computer hard drive, and I went through the query pro- the querying process. For your listeners who may be starting this out, generally the way that traditional publishing works is that you have a literary agent and then the literary agent submit goes on submission to editors at the, the publishing houses. And so there's, there's like several layers that you have to go through before you sell a book. And so when I started querying, trying to find a literary agent, I went through that, I think four times on three different books. And I learned a lot about what agents want and how to pitch your book. Because writing a book and pitching a book are very different processes. And a lot of writers find it hard because if we could pitch our book in one page, then we wouldn't need to write 300 plus pages of a story. So I really learned a lot about how to tightly think about story, how to find the what the marketplace is for that story. 
And then once I signed with my agent, the the process of submission happened pretty quickly, which is not always the case. But we took Hood out with several editors. And then we found my editor at Disney, who just absolutely got the story, got what I was going for. Same thing for Curse of the Spectre Queen. My editor is worth her weight in gold. And so once we did that, then it was sit and wait for two years for the book to come out. Both Hood and Curse of the Spectre Queen are marketed as young adult. Were those manuscripts that you were writing during this eight-year process, were those all young adult novels? They are. I think I've dabbled in some middle grade, which is younger readers, and I've dabbled in some adult. But I've always come back to young adult because that young adults, which is, I think, you know, usually categorized as like 12 to 18 they're really on the edge of everything. That's really like a, a turning point in a lot of people's lives. They're on the precipice of knowing who they are and what they want. And, and the world is opening up to them. They've got everything ahead of them. And that's such an exciting time to explore for a character, just when they're they're on the edge of becoming who they are. And so I think that's what always draws me back to young adult. What novels and writers inspired you during those eight years of working on these manuscripts and, and going through that process? Oh, man, so many. My favorite writer when I was young was Madeline Langle, who wrote uh, Wrinkle in Time. She wrote like, 20 or 30 books, but that's the one she's most known for. And she was really inspiring to me because she could, she did a lot of what I hope to do, which is that she told these really intelligent stories, but she told them as part of these big adventures, traveling to other dimensions, fighting against villains. Like she had all the right elements, but she also tried to explore really intelligent questions of what it means to be a kid in the world and and what do you want. And so that was, she was always like author goals for me. And then as I, as young adult, as a genre started to grow, obviously Suzanne Collins, who wrote the hunger games mm -hmm. was just hugely inspirational because she's an incredibly phenomenal writer reading that book. I was in the, I think I was in the middle of some manuscript and I read her book and I got to the end of it and I thought, I have to throw away everything that I know and start all over because <laughs> that was that book was just a masterclass and how to write an event, an action story in just the tightest way possible. That's great. What writing advice would you offer for those who are listening and who are working on their own stories and novels? I think the most important advice I could give is to have fun because your readers can tell when you're slogging through it. If you're slogging, your reader's going to slog too. And everybody has their own story to tell. They have their own version of their story to tell. And the more that they commit to their vision and their version, the better off their story is going to be long-term. So what novels or nonfiction books have you read recently that you enjoy? I read, like I said, I did a lot of research about <laughs> codes and ciphers. And I read a book called The Woman Who Smashed Codes, which was about, I think her name was Elizabeth. And she was a code breaker for the U.S. Navy during world, during Prohibition and World War II. And her husband was a code breaker as well. And so she was her story was always eclipsed by her husband's um, achievements. And this book was really a way to reclaim 
what she did and how integral she was to the creation. Actually, she was part of the creation of the NSA. And so reading about her was so vital, A, for understanding how cryptanalysis works, but then B, for understanding what women in the 20s and 30s were facing trying to come into a field where that was traditionally run by men. Where can people find you online if they want to learn more about you and your novels? So my website is JennyElderMoke.com. And I'm actually really excited to share with you and your listeners today that Curse of the Specter Queen has already been optioned for television. So I can't share any details yet. But if you heard the pitch of the book and you said, man, I would really love to see <laughs> that on the screen. Stay tuned. It's coming soon. That's wonderful news. Well, again, we've been speaking with Ginny Elder Moak, author of the new novel, Curse of the Spectre Queen. The book is on sale now, so go buy a copy. And Ginny, thanks for doing this interview. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.